0: The almighty Alice in chain. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Let's get the business out of the way first. BigTalkCG.podcast. All right. On Instagram. BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. And BigTalkCG, excuse me, I'm sorry, at Big talk CG on Twitter. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, 1992. That is the year that was pulled (laughs) from the hat.
1: (laughs) The The lucky year, the hat, (laughs) that hat.
0: We are taking, um, if anybody wants to come volunteer and pull a year out of the hat, let us know, dude. Right.
1: Okay, cool. I like that. You guys
0: can come pull your, pull a, pull a year out of the hat. And, uh, we're gonna do the the music, the movies, the TV, the pop culture, the events of said year pulled from said hat by said hand. Ooh, what do you want to talk about, Greg? Anything? I'm ready to start with music. New, man. Anything
1: new? Anything new going on in the life of of Greg? No, but your the TikToks that we've been uh, presenting have been killing me and making me roll, man. So the the sound bites. Are on point, Chris. You're killing me. If with I that may stuff. say, yeah. the the Oh, okay.
0: The TikTokaverse, TikTok-a-verse is definitely um,
1: in orbit around planet Big Talk. It's for working, sure. Man. for it's sure. For sure, and it's, uh, it's, it's helping me get out there, and more eyes and ears are coming to. Uh, you know. So, any new um, countries in our? You know, nothing, nothing new at this point. It's uh, we're everywhere. I, I.
0: It's there's so many countries, so little time. It's I can't differentiate. It's all cool, it's, huh? yeah. it's all right, cool. That's good. We're enough. everywhere. Um we're everywhere except Japan. Damn you. Yeah, damn you, Japan. Uh,
1: are we still the, in South Korea? the
0: bane of our Yeah, we're in South Korea. Yeah. The bane of our existence, yeah. Japan. It's all right. All right. We'll get there and one day. And the gay penguins. Neither Japan. of them. It's all right. So I'm
1: more worried about the gay penguins. You're all about the Japan. I'm like, damn it! Right, yeah, I'm worried about New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, all that good sushi that's out there. And there's a good sushi you know, here. Some... No, I want the chefs in Japan to cook. There are Japanese chefs here. I don't care. Man. I don't want the Americanized. I want the real. But stuff. they're from
0: Japan. They are Japanese. They're Americanized. They're now. not even Americans. They're Americans now. But they're not even
1: Americans. They're here on a working passport. <laughs> Fine, they're Americans. Not where do you go where do you go get your sushi from? Uh mostly in the San Gabriel Valley over here in Alhambra and San Gabriel, Rosemead, Arcadia, all those a few spots out in Hollywood too, man. There's some good stuff.
0: You know how long it takes to get seafood from the from the dock to freaking the inland empire like
1: that, dude? Yeah, these guys are you sure that's high quality? These guys Amazon fresh it and they all come down, man. Jesus Christ. Bottoms up. Bottoms. Here, give me, give me a clip. There you go. All right, guys. The year in review of 1992. We're gonna do two parter. This first one is gonna be um, all about the music, cause you know that's our mostly our bread and butter. We love it. We love it. We love it. Uh, we made some playlists. We have got some things to talk about. Some fun stuff. Um, so we'll talk. We'll start off, man. Uh, you know what, Chris? I'll I'll start off. Allison Chains, is is what we just heard. That album Dirt was the absolute killer album of 1992. There were so many good songs. They uh, took their debut, which was good, and did Dirt, which is their second album, mm-hmm. and made it better. Yeah. They, uh, what the hell they did? Either the producer or their songwriting ability, or that they just took it up three notches in my account. And just kick ass, took names and and did some dark, crazy songs, man, that just rocked, man. It was yeah, dude. fucking killer, man. Uh this
0: this album definitely took what they did with facelift and their their debut and, and definitely stepped it up a notch. Um you know, went all the way to number six on the charts, you know, five times platinum. Released on September 29th, 92. Man, this album was killer. It is just in the year 92, it definitely uh, encompassed what the rock sound was. The, the 90, change the, the, of the rock. Cha- the the rotation, if you will. Yeah. Uh, of, of the sound of 1992. And you know, de- de- definitely killer. I mean, the, the music you and I definitely hold close to our heart and cherish is, you know, mostly the 80s and some early 90s. And this was definitely. Um, not the first album, but definitely one that really shifted and really rotated it to something else.
1: Yeah, this is still one of those. But things. it was killer. Super killer. Now, do you do you know what was said about this album was Janie Lane said, uh, the singer of Warrant, he said when he went into the studio, the offices, to um, uh, talk to the, the head of, of the record company, he says when they first released Cherry Pie, their album was hanging over the secretary's desk. He says when when they went into turning their their next album, um, Doggy Dog, he says, Alice in Chains' Dirt was hanging over mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. secretary's uh, um, desk, and he said so. He said he knew that the, the times are coming or the change was about to happen, and this was, you know, that. So to be honest. This album has some killer songs on it. I mean, "Damn the River," "Is it uh, Rain When I Die," "Down a Hole," and then one of my favorites, "Rooster," which they still play yep. today live, is just so killer. This was just a great "Rooster," definitely I love dark album, album, man. This I'd was this was so good, dude. There's so many good things I could say about this, man. Allison changed, kick ass, took some you know names, and you know took three steps forward in my in my thoughts and stuff like that, man. All right, man. Give me another song uh, or an album we could talk about.
0: Um, Let's go ahead. Let's talk about Blind Melon. Oh, okay. Blind Melon. Um, You know, Shannon Hoon, singer of Blind Melon. Um, Good friends with our main man, Axel. Yeah. Um, I remember when this album came out, I actually owned this CD, um, their debut, Blind Melon, Mm self-titled, if I remember correctly. And uh, uh, what was that? No Rain Mm -hmm. was a song that came out. You want to give me a little bit? Yeah, I can give you a little bit. Let's see if we can find it here. Uh, Let's see if we can find it. a little it right bit here. Yeah, Let's um,
1: see. I found out about Blind Melon because of the Guns N' Roses um video Don't Cry. And then, you know, he was in there doing some background vocals and you know, they people were asking on the M T V who's that guy and he's oh, he's a singer of of um Blind Melon and then, you know, this album came out and the single came out too. It was a good pop song. I mean it's different. It's not something that we would normally listen to and play, but this was the big hit for these guys and this is a one yeah. hit wonder. But you know, people remember this song. I don't want to say forever, but I, I, you know, from this. I
0: honestly if you wanna be hundred percent, I go back and I've listened to this a couple of times and and uh, when I go back and listen to it, I'm not really thoroughly impressed with it. I mean I understand that in the time that it came out it was like that was what was happening but I go back and I'm I kind of like "Eh, it's it's it just doesn't hit me I guess it doesn't hit me like it did in 92 I mean I bought the CD but when I listen to it now I'm kind of like
1: right which is
0: I guess fine. I
1: think one of the big things too was the video where the girl in the B costume was you know big so that video got a a lot of rotation because there was a little girl in a B costume that you know, went through a metamorphosis and ended at the end of the video to be able to find other bees that she could buzz around with. Mm -hmm. So that was a real Mm -hmm. positive message. Yeah, it had a in this, you know, grunge area um, Absolutely, dude. Um, I think this is a good song. It's a pop song. It's I don't really love it, but I don't hate it and, you know, if I can hear it once in a while, ah, it's cool. So Did you know that Shannon Hoon it's actually the shortest
0: member in time in this whole band. <laughs> no, <laughs> the singer from here, from their first two albums in 92 and 95, who's the shortest tenured member of this band, because obviously he died of a heroin overdose. So if you guys didn't know that. Um, so yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, you know, back in the day, it was definitely... A hit, you know, and the music video definitely pushed it to heights that it probably wouldn't have done on its own. Yeah, because it's it's not the greatest song, and and they're 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 okay. okay. They're okay. All right, let's um, move on, man. Let's what go we got? to a band that we that we really, really can get behind. All right, we're gonna go here. We're gonna talk about Megadeth.
1: Ooh, one we're of the big four some thrash
0: bands. Yeah, dude. We're gonna talk about some Megadeth. We're gonna talk about
1: this was a Symphony of Destruction. This album, Countdown to Extinction, was yeah. absolutely killer. This one took them over that hump to get platinum, and I think it totally killer. It's totally killer, totally rocks, and there's a bunch of great songs. So they polished their act. They I think this was their answer to the Black Album from Metallica.
0: Yeah, definitely it was. It They went from trying to be, you know, just like Metallica was trying to be. Let's see how many riffs we can fit into a song. They were doing that, especially with Rust and Peace. They were trying to get technical, intricate. And then when they came out with this album, it was more back to basics. Yeah. And um, is, is, we all know at this point that all the players in Metallica and all the players, especially in Megadeth, are... Some of the best musicians, guitar players, yeah, definitely. drummers, bass players in the world. yeah. Uh, but sometimes you just want this, and it's just breaking it back down and just showing you, you
1: know, we can still rock your balls off with some just easy, easy rock and roll, dude. This is definitely one of the best polished albums from Metallica. And it has Mega some... Death. Sorry, Megadeth. Oops, sorry. From Megadeth. And has one of my some of my favorite songs, this one, Symphony of Destruction... Closure of the Dream Sweating Bullets You know uh, High Speed Dirt Is another one of those That's just It was just, nominated For just. Best
0: Metal Performance For the uh, Grammys Nice 93 Yeah ninth. So
1: I love The Megadeth album This is mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones And it just
0: Sweating Bullets Is a killer track on here dude. Just they, 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 so
1: many good songs And so polished And so well done um, I think I saw them twice This year on, on, on this album rotation I've never seen them I've never seen You've never seen, seen my, Megadeth At all? Mm, nope No. Oh, wow just on TV, just
0: and in the magazines,
1: <laughs> and on the back of their albums. Right. Next time they come through LA, man, we to have to go check them out, dude. If they ever do, if they ever do, you know,
0: one a, a band that I was uh, really into when I was younger, uh, ninety two, um, went from sophomore year to junior year, and yeah, it's sophomore year to junior in okay. high school. Um, a big a band that I was into was this one here. Rage uh, Against the Machine. I am just, I love this album. Um, very nostalgic for me. I remember uh, having this in my... Wow. I think I had the CD player. I had the little Discman connected yeah. with the cassette. I didn't have the CD player in a car. <laughs> cassette so you had the Discman. Yeah. The car one. It had a yeah. little extra spring action yes. in it, so it wouldn't skip if you hit a speed bump. And you put the you know it had the wire coming out to the tape. You put the tape in your cassette. All of us back had in, that. man, man, this band, this debut, this album, yeah, this is a. There are no bad songs on this album. This it's like it's this the whole it is melt your face off the whole time.
1: I wouldn't to me it's more anger and aggression, you know. Uh, type of stuff. Like, well, I'm angry. What, yeah, that's I'm what angry. I mean. It's
0: angry, it's aggression, it's political. Yeah. It's we're not gonna fucking take it anymore kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna take it. Um, yeah, dude. It's definitely all of those things I
1: just said. Come on, with with songs like Bomb Track, Killing in the Name of, Bullet in the Head, and then Bomb Know Your Enemy, those those right there are, man. And, it, and I've seen Rage twice, and man, when they play those, just... Fuck, dude, there's nothing to do but raise your hand and throw your fist in the air and fucking jump, man. It was just so much fun and aggression, dude. I've never seen these guys either. A lot of these bands we're going to talk about I haven't seen. Ooh, Chris, you haven't
0: lived, man. Well, I, back in the day, dude. Yeah, I know. I you know. I wasn't an old man yet. Like, you already <laughs> out of high school, dude. You're our own man. He's probably still living at home, but you were your own man. Yeah. So you I was to- in
1: college, and I was... And just to let you know, I was the, an intern at KNAC in Long Beach. Oh, my God. Phone Fox. Phone Fox. Yeah. There's I stories mean, I can tell man. with that, man.
0: You you tell stories like every five episodes, but <laughs> yeah. every time it's hilarious. <laughs> to me, anybody that listens to this show is on the same page. When it, Every time you say that, you act like it's the first time you've ever said it. Well, Chris, just in case you didn't know, I was an intern I can it. Yeah, Greg, no. we heard we heard you say it ten times. You're a foam fox, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. That I you're a, like, hey, I here a, we go. I had a
1: regular. Here we go. Shift. Yeah, we'll, we'll let somebody. No, let's yeah. hear it. Let's hear it,
0: Greg. No, you you no. open the can. Let's Sa- get, Let the
1: worms <laughs> spill on the table. Saturday night from I think it was six to midnight or six to ten. Sorry, I was either reject trash or Remy the Max. Um um, who are still in the music industry today. And then sometimes I'd uh, be in the morning with Thrasher, which was, uh, he had the morning show. So um, I know those guys very well. Um, and, you know, I was one of the many phone foxes out there. But, you yeah, know, I've helped them out, man. It was good. I got a lot of good stories, bro. Let's go on to the next band, man. Wait, but, wait, that's it? Well, that's it for right now. I'm trying to tease everybody. <laughs> You've been teasing everybody for fifty-three episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Did you um? Do you know my name that I used uh, at the turn?
0: No, but I would love to hear it. Or do you want to? No. Or do you want to say? How about this? You guys want to know what Greg's name was? On KNAC. KNAC is a a phone fox. You guys are gonna have to start following us on TikTok. We're gonna get Greg on there telling us what his code name was. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. That's a good phone fox. All right. All right. When he went to the Bon Jovi, Bad Medicine video shoot. No, 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 no. I was still Greg at the time. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's enough about Rage of the Machine. Let's go to the next band. There Here we right. go. This, Ooh! This is a band that may a lot of you probably don't know about. I would say. I think this is uh, Helmet. Yeah. Um, God, I remember when this band. This band. There was a radio station out of Seattle called um, One Hundred and Seven Point Seven. The End. They were the premier, in my mind, the premier alternative music station in the United States of America. Way more than, um, um, what's that crap shit that gets played out of LA? What's that uh, radio station? KLOS? No, the other one.
1: KMT? No, No, the other one. Pirate Radio?
0: No, the other one.
1: KCFM? The one that's still around. K-Rock. Yeah. All right. K-Rock.
0: Is it K-Rock? Yeah, K-Rock. Yeah, dude. They're... The end, 107.7, the end. They were the ones that debuted Nirvana's "Teen Like uh, Smells Like Ah. Teen Spirit. They were the ones that broke all the Seattle bands. They were the ones that pioneered the sound, the format, and the projecting of alternative music in the 90s. Was I happy about it? Fuck no. But (laughs) I got to give props for props to do because I still wanted my crew and my Warren and my (laughs) Cinderella. Right? My goddamn Yankees which maybe. we may talk about later.
1: All right. Oh, uh, all right.
0: but here we're going to talk about helmet, dude. Um, Unsung. This song, dude, was, I, this, oh, this was a great this, this, song, this, this, dude. I'm this not going to lie. Honestly, I didn't really go much into this band, but I do know this song. I've heard it many times. I got on playlists. I
1: wasn't really into them, but I do remember this song from this year as being important. Yeah. I, I love this song as a single. And then the other song they have on this album is called in the mint, in the mint. Yeah. Sorry. In the meantime. That they was really cool too. So they have a they had two songs that were really cool on this. Um, great band. I mean, I think they're still around today. They still kind of yeah. Play they every once they in a really while, were
0: so. kind of one of those bands that really first kind of did the tune down seven string, intricate. I mean, obviously Dream Theater was one of the first ones that was really uh-huh. doing the progressive rock of the '90s. I mean, obviously you know you have Rush and, and shit like that. But of the new generation, yeah. these were one of the the ones that. They definitely didn't get their due, but they definitely were one of those bands that I'm sure if you go and talk to some of these bands that are out now that are doing these kinds of things, are definitely as a helmet was one of those bands that definitely uh, they listened to when they were younger.
1: Yeah. For sure, yeah, wow. great song, great song, great band. You know what I love about you, dude? You are a sex type thing.
0: <laughs> God damn! Right? Look at Stone you, Stone Temple.
1: Pilots. This is a kick-ass song, dude. Looking this off. is a kick-ass album. Let me rephrase that. This man. I'm gonna tell you this right now. This
0: is a kick-ass album. You are
1: correct. Yeah. Do you know the name of the band before they started um uh Stone Temple Pilots? No, but I'm sure you're gonna tell me. Mighty Joe Young. Oh, so when like they were the gorilla. When they were in the clubs in LA huh, Hollywood, California, that's for Chris. Um they were going as Mighty Joe Young when they got their record deal, and something happened. Blah blah. blah. Oh, maybe I they couldn't yelling. get the rights to the name. They decided to change the name and go STP Stone Temple Pilots, which you know is a is a great first album, and they had follow up albums that were just phenomenal. This is a great band. I've seen um I don't want to say maybe four times, four different albums, and man,
0: Matt, me and you, good, um,
1: me and you are just not.
0: Can we can we just get this out of the way right now, guys? Me and Greg are not gonna see eye to eye on everything here. Um after this album I kinda fell off and I kinda was like What? A lot of their shit was like it became too maybe the music became mainstream, but I was kinda like, eh. Like I didn't I, I bought this album, I owned this one, I probably still do. But after this I was kinda like I, I just I, I Damn, kinda was like eh. purple is fucking awesome. I There's don't so know. So many good eh. ones. I don't the singles that came out. None of them got me. Man, we just didn't get me, dude. All right, All right. I, think, I think I was listening to freaking um, High Five and freaking Ralph Tresvant or something. Like that is, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. Uh, there was a period of time where I just kind of fell off the boat, I guess. And I just, I mean, I know the songs were out there, but man, I remember this first album. I'm dead and bloated, sex type thing, uh, creep. Uh, plush, uh yeah, um, right? Wicked Garden, those yeah, songs. I mean
1: awesome, dude. They, they had like five, oh. six
0: singles off of this yeah. first album and uh
1: It was so good. It was dude. super, super so killer. good.
0: Uh, and I'm sure the I'm sure I'm I'm kind of over overstating what I'm really saying, but um Yeah, I just they anything that happened after
1: this I just wasn't really into wow. for whatever reason. Yeah, there there was a few albums after it and uh our buddy Nestor. Uh, I remember, uh, what's up, Nester? Uh, we went to an SDP concert in uh, Irvine, and we were me and him were just loving it, dude. Just so much good stuff, man. Honestly, dude, I like I like Stone Temple Pilots. I wish they were around today still. Um, the guys in the band try to get different singers, and it, it's, Stone Temple Pilots is around today. They just have a different singer. It's just well, yeah. not the same. Well, let's talk about it. Scott Weiland died. Yeah, and after from an heroin overdose, another one. Yeah, so um, we can't, we got it, we got to talk about it. Yeah, and um, you know, they tried different singers, and uh, eh, it's not the same, dude. But you know, they're still trucking, so good for them. Um,
0: I I think that you know, his sound, I'll be honest with you, I've never seen him, but if I did, I would have to think that his because I have seen Velvet Revolver, okay, so I've had a taste of his stage energy, and you can like you can feel it in this song, the stage energy. The way he sings, the way he moves, the way he projects himself—they're not gonna find anybody like him.
1: Nice. Let's go. Let's Next go. song, bring it. Oh, love it. White zombie. Oh, I, Thunder Kiss. Yeah, dude, this is sixty-five. Killer. Is such a grooving, heavy. Good song. These guys. Take zombie. it easy, dude. No, put no, that, no, put that back in your pants, bro. No way, Put that dude. back no, in no, your pants. No, no, I'm going to slap you with it. This, it is so good. This So is, dirty. Um,
0: I, I'll be honest with you. And, and, and I'm going to say something that may be controversial. Say it. But I truly believe this in my heart. If it was not for Beavis and Butthead, this band and Rob Zombie himself would not be where he is today. And you're going to say, what are you talking about? I'm going to tell you why. Because the first time I or anybody else saw white zombie ever, and if you want to fucking say you didn't and act like you're fucking badass, get the fuck out of my face, was on Beavis and Butthead. And they were watching this video like, and that was it. And they, this was the song, and this was the video, and I was like, "Holy shit, what is this? I need to hear more of this." And so is everybody else. And this launched White Zombie, and it launched him to a solo career and to where he is today. You cannot disagree, although I know you want to, but you know I'm right. <laughs>
1: okay, Chris, am I right or not? Th- you know what? I want to say it does play a part in <laughs> their, <laughs> in their Dude, rise. Have you the ever heard top. of them before? Yes. Welcome to Los Angeles and KNAC 105.5. These guys were playing that song long before. Okay. Long in, before. Good, good for you. In L.A. Yeah. Where yeah, else? In LA. Welcome to Los Angeles.
0: But no, I'm saying, where else? I, I don't embodied, know. I wasn't part of. That's I what wasn't I'm saying. Of, well, I was living in Washington. That's what I'm trying to tell they're you. They're from
1: New York. I don't know what was what played I, in New York. What I'm trying to tell you is that it
0: wasn't a nationwide I wanna, phenomenon until...
1: Okay. I want to agree with you and say it took a st- it helped them in their career chris but it, in the beginning stages like any band they got a platform something happened and go to that's MC- what I'm, MTV that's I'm loved saying. them they did this they did that did it help them rise to the top yes did it help them at all yes but this music was out there they got a uh, they had it i'm not going to lie on that one dude but this is a kick-ass song this is it a kick album it is a kick-ass song it's so different you know
0: but it wouldn't have hit the national audience okay, like it did cool. if it wasn't for that because Beavis better. and Butthead was playing all kinds of shit. that You were Got like, it. what is this? Or I've Got never seen this. You know,
1: Beavis and Butthead said, Winger sucked. Do you still believe that? Nope. Me either. Right? They put that fucking band down. They put them in the fucking ground. and almost killed them. But to me and you who love Winger, right? They, 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 they it's, okay. it, Winger still lives in our heart. So one band rises, one band sinks. Did they help them? Yes. Move to the next song because White Zombie kicks ass. They're okay. This is a good album. I I think
0: that they're a little. That's cool. I think Rob Zombie is a little. mm. That's cool. Here we go.
1: L7. L7. A girl group. I
0: saw L7 in concert in Olympia, Washington in a small theater called the Capitol Theater opening up for Fugazi from Washington. It was from Washington, D.C. Back in. Was I in high school yet? Ninety, 1990, man, it was killer. That was back on the day when you could still get on stage and stage up And the mo and the vivid moment I remember from that concert was getting up on stage, standing up to jump off and hitting my head on the bass player's bass. Uh, seven. Boom!
1: <laughs> oh shit! Burn.
0: jumping off, but yeah, dude, this um, was, this was way before this. this was yeah, no, but
1: two years before this. I I want to say this was a great album and it, it took the girls to a platform. And if you notice, Chris, if you ever seen the album cover, you notice there's a PMRC. At parents, uh, yeah, sticker
0: it, on there. It was okay. I was happy to see them. Okay, get to these heights, but they didn't sound like they did when I when I it was. It was a different band than what I had sure. remember hearing. So I was so I was like, well, it's
1: pop music might as well be the Go Go's. Okay, for me, for me. Okay, I, I was I, kind. of... I think this was a great song, and and it. It lifted them up to new heights. People I'd, saw it and I'd they, to, they it, got to the I adamantly masses.
0: disagree and say this is not a great song.
1: Oh, okay, cool, not a problem, dude.
0: However, if you want to move on, if you would like, let's although L seven, I don't know, do you want to talk about they? They were one of the you know they definitely took the all female band thing to um, you know usually it used to be like the pop like yes. I said go goes kind of thing or, or whatever or. The rock, like you know, like the chair, uh, Runaways or whatever, yeah. but they took it in a different direction, and they were definitely not PC. If you, if you, you know, you want to go that way, and they definitely, for that, I got to give them all the credit in the world, dude. They were, they were, they were, they were cool. Okay, they were fucking cool. Um, let's move on. All right, dude, sounds good. Here's a band right here. Um, yes, that are probably best known for their song Epic. Correct. Um. uh which I is a really good song But I'll be honest with you, dude um, I didn't really get in uh, We're talking about Faith No More yes. Sorry, we're talking about Faith No More Then this was their follow-up um, Angel Dust mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you I really missed the boat on this But I did go and recently listen to it Because I knew we were going to talk about it This fucking album is awesome <laughs> This is a great album, dude
1: yeah, there's a there's some good songs it's, on it's, it, man. It's it's
0: it's not does not sound like epic. They did not say, "Oh, this was a hit for us. Let's do it again." They definitely kind of turned a corner and did something totally different.
1: Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I what Faith No War was not my favorite band. Um, I didn't really listen to them for the songs uh, that were on the radio. Uh, my younger brother Matt was the one who really pressed and pushed it forward for me. Um, and I can definitely appreciate this band now today more than I did back in the 90s, mm-hmm. I never did before, man. So whenever I hear the song, I was like, damn, these are some of these songs are just killer yeah. and just the musicianship, and the, these guys are fucking good. So I appreciate it now more than I did back in the yeah. 90s. So I, I wanted to bring this song to say, yeah, they came out in the 90s, and I should have took a really good listen, but I didn't, but now I can say, man, that's fucking killer. Like this, is, this is just really good stuff. Yeah, I definitely,
0: I, I, I'm disappointed in myself for missing this whole boat. Uh, but, you know, going back retrospectively, listening to it now, proud of myself. <laughs>
1: you know, uh, From this album, uh, the other band, the other song that was really good was Caffeine was a really yeah. popular song or yep, A Small yep. Victory. Like those two, or they even did a cover of the easy. Commodores easy yeah dude that is Which so is just,
0: dude that song is killer dude. right for a cover so song good.
1: it's so good they they took it and made it their own but still sounding like the Commodores they they song, did dude. they did what you really want someone to do with
0: a cover song they yeah. didn't try to be the Commodores and they didn't try to faith no more it up they took what the Commodores did and what we can do, and they may—you know what I mean? They made yeah. they did probably one of the top ten covers of, you know, a rock band covering something of all great time. Dude. I mean, it was great. Great, it was great. And if you guys haven't heard, it, it's Easy Easy Last Sunday Morning, Commodores, Lionel Richie, obviously singing yeah. that song. If you guys you need to go search that out, the great cover song. We both love it. Great
1: album. You know what? Just just try see, to listen hey, guys, to this album, man. Being
0: I mean, great, we can go from. One to rip each other's head off and one second, arguing about Rob Zombie to one to you know <laughs> to love each other. Put put he, yeah. put our hands down each other's pants, talking about faith no more, dude. <laughs> it <just> goes one <laughs> one moment to the next. You never you never know what you're gonna get, and sometimes it's a hand in your pants. <laughs> you ready to go? You're not finished yet. Hold on.
1: Oh, uh, I we I, we're going to the next song. All right, sorry, give me the next song. Sorry. Give me the next song. Oh, you want to talk okay.
0: a little bit about Faith and more? Go ahead. No, baby. no,
1: no. I wanted to finish, have you finish my hand in the pants, man. Oh, right. <laughs> finish, finish. Oh
0: my god, dude! All right. I got paper towels. Screaming Trees. Now nice. this is a band. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely that I felt through the you know the Northwest mm-hmm. movement. Um, I wasn't really into Noom, though. Um, got it. Noom, too. I, I have um um one of their albums on vinyl, but I really just kind of. I I can't even remember the song off of the album I, I bought it and
1: I just really I really didn't get into them. So, do you remember the movement in '92 or the early part of the '90s with Seattle? Of course I do. You do you remember a lot of that? I do, dude. Yeah.
0: All the I remember. Um, and the person we probably should get on the show is my brother because he was two years older than me, and maybe we'll do that you know on another day. Maybe talk about this, but he's got stories about, um. um walking through Olympia and Kurt Cobain s- sitting in an alley drinking wine and my brother driving, walking through and him offering him wine. My brother's got stories about seeing Green Day at the, uh, uh, I think it used to be called the North Shore Surf Club, uh-huh. uh, but I think it became Thecla, whatever the club was in downtown Olympia, Washington. He's got all these stories, Soundguard, you know, Guar, Suicidal Tendencies, Nirvana, all these bands that were, you know, kind of breaking, you know, Soundguard Alice in Chains, all that shit. Uh, not so much Pearl Jam because they kind of just were a flash. Yeah. They came out of nowhere kind of a thing. They really weren't well, a build up uh,
1: for that. I, I, I think before that, before it was Pearl Mother Jam it was Bone. Mother Love Bone. Who but they, but Pearl that, Jam
0: yeah. was the one that yeah came out of that. But He would be the one that we talked about. I do remember the feeling of shit was changing musically. Like yeah. You could feel it. Like You could see it. You could feel it. You could taste it. You could hear it. It was just changing yeah and i think that you know um mtv and radio or mtv and maybe national radio is a little bit behind but definitely in the northwest they were on point with it they definitely it. and i i'm not god i love my 80s rock dude but you know sometimes you got to say to yourself you know good music is good music that's what i believe even if you're not like this isn't my music yeah um and i still want to hold on to my shit but I, I do relent at times and saying, "Yeah, it's good." Um, like this right here, I could play this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and like put it on a playlist, but it's playing. I'm not gonna skip it.
1: It's it's, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do know a lot about Screaming Cheese, but like this song, I guess it was a very popular. Just kind of moved me, and I really liked it, man. So, uh, not much I could say about it. But well, Greg, you cool. know what? I like you. All right, so give me to the next. Give me the next artist, man. Who are we talking about next? Who do you think we're talking next. about? Next. Here we go!
0: Yeah, we're talking about them Beastie Boys, Ooh, Bebe. The
1: I love the Beastie Boys. Get it? Did this album do it for you, man? Did did I? I, I Paul's Boutique was uh, one of those albums that people had an acquired taste to it. Well, I think that
0: um, this was a huge change for them. So. If you don't know, quick history lesson. I got to be quick because the song is short. Yes. Um, Beastie Boys were a punk rock band out of New York in the 80s. Then whatever they decided to do with Rick Rubin became a hip-hop band, licensed to ill in 86. Paul's Boutique still continued that hip-hop. They added more dance flavor, more club flavor, more radio-friendly flavor. Then they came to Check Your Head, which is this album. Then they started putting the instruments back on. They kind of turned a corner to which got completed with ill communication. And they... And then they kind of mix the two with Hello Nasty, which was the album after that. But this one, they definitely went more fusing their punk rock. Um, not so much the elements, although there are some punk rock songs on here uh, musically. Um, a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the themes of the songs that sound like hip hop are yeah. punk rock, which I think punk rock and hip hop are really similar. Um, but they, this is definitely a, uh, separated them away from their license to Illum Paul's Boutique. This and Paul's Boutique could not be more different as far as like what you want to call air quoting right now a rap album. Yeah. They could not be more different. This is nothing like what's on Paul's Boutique and Paul's Boutique is an, a fucking amazing album, dude. If you listen to it, this is, that's an amazing album. All the samples, all the beats, all the rhymes, all the rap. It's great. Uh, this is on a whole nother level, a different level. It's in a different place. It's on a different planet and it is great, dude. I love this album. I remember playing it to death on cassette me and my brother cruising. We would take the back roads down Delphi <laughs> Road, going into town, listening to this tape, dude. Dude, you just oh schooled me, God, man. That was dude, fucking good. I loved good it. job,
1: Chris. I love that, man. Fucking love killer, it. dude. Wow. All right, beasties. So but while we're talking to the beasties, give me the next band. And, and you know what? I'll I'll t- I, talk, I put this on the playlist for Chris and for me. Same thing. You know what? This is Toad the Wet Sprocket, and I love this song. It, it it touched me in, in a different way because, you know, I, I walk on the ocean. I love the ocean. You know, living here in Southern California, I love to go to the ocean. When I get a chance to see a sunset, sunrise, I'm all about it. And this reminds me of walking on the beach and just kind of chilling and and being relaxed. So I do love that factor. And this wasn't a song I loved back in the 90s. It took a while, Chris, for me to... Fall in love with this song. And it is one of my favorites. It is on well, my they, favorite playlist. They are playlist. from Santa Barbara. Yeah. It just... It took a while. Do you know anything about them They're that they're a Christian band? I thought they were a Christian band. No. Didn't know anything about that, dude. Huh. You know? Uh, it's just... Like I said, I think the other song uh, on, from this album is called All I Want. And that was another good one, I thought. That it, it worked for me. But well, other... The, the... From this album... Um, the... Was it fear? Um, there's another song called "All I Want."
0: All I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's our, That was the. That was, that was actually was, probably a bigger single than this one. But I'm with you. I like this song better. Okay, I like this okay. song better. It just there's just something about it that I, I told you I love. Like it just reminds me of being on the beach this. This would be on my. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. My chill out at the end of the day. Put it on phone next to my bed. I'm gonna go to sleep. Mix.
1: Cool. Kind of like relaxing Just, yeah, man. relaxing song yeah there's a lot of good stuff like that I yeah, thought we're not all heavy movie. metal and handbanging. banging <laughs> we're not all the time man we got a sensitive here <laughs> <laughs> on Big Talk podcast. we've already told you guys <laughs> and we're once again back with our sensitive music yeah. from Tilt the Wet Sprocket right. while well, we're talking about our sensitive side let's talk about and Moody let's talk about The Cure and the, the next album let's so, go so Back in the 90s, same thing, back in the 80s, The Cure wasn't... I wasn't listening to them. I just didn't get it. I just didn't get the feel for it. As I got older, (laughs) here I am now listening to The Cure. My wife loves The Cure. She put a lot of these songs on rotation and, you know, when our drives are just hanging out. And I have to say, I really enjoy The Cure. I've seen a couple of tribute bands that that, uh, uh, I've seen, and they really... You know made me think about the cure, so there's a lot of bands who talk about it. Um, I think, um, Jonathan Davis from Corn says he loves the cure. Um, the guys from the Deftones talk about how they love the cure, so you know, I can't say anything bad about them. But this is one of those songs, you know, Friday I'm in Love in the 90s. I didn't get it, but as a gentleman of today, totally think it's kick you ass know, and love it. I remember when this album came out, this song was
0: huge on the radio, yeah. Um, but. This doesn't, this is like almost to me, and I'm not the biggest Cure fan. Yeah. I was cursory, but I did listen to their music before this. uh, Before I listened to this, but not when those albums came out. Does that make sense? Yes. So, like, uh, Disintegration came out in 89. So, in 90 and 91, 89, 90, 91, I listened to their older stuff, and then this album came out, and this didn't sound like that stuff. This was a little more poppy. A little more upbeat because you know they were a very moody moody like dark uh, you know kind of like why is it Depression. all you know, can't it happen for me yeah. you know whatever doom and gloom doom and gloom in a pop sense I guess I yeah. don't know whatever yeah, yeah, and in that but way. This, so this didn't really sound like them although if you want this is a good pop song yeah it's good pop this is what this is a pop song yeah and good for them is great um I did enjoy this song when it was on the radio. It was all over the place. You couldn't get away from it. It was one of those things that kind of transcended radio stations. You just hear it on this station, you heard it on this one, this one, this, the this one, the, yeah, the alternative and the pop, the alternative rock yeah. and the pop. You heard it on all the stations, and uh, man, yeah, they're still. Are they still going strong? I don't know. What's Robert Smith doing these days? Still I'm sure are. they are, I mean, dude. They still are. Sure they are. Sure they're out there. They should probably
1: be touring, probably. I don't know. All right, give me the next band, which is just a killer band. Ministry. Ministry. Who have taken, I want to say different sounds, different turns, different. You know, these guys, honestly, Chris, I've seen them once here in uh, the House of Blues. Check this out, Chris. Uh, Quick story. Uh, Me and my wife went to this show, Ministry House of Blues. The show started, Chris, at at 8 o'clock, and by 10.30, we were chased out of the club and onto the streets of Hollywood by ten thirty on a Saturday night. You know, they thought that, oh my God, ministry needs to stop playing by ten or 11, whatever. But I re- we remember walk out of the show and like the, So was their show their their concert was two and a half or the opening band came on at eight? I think the opening band came on at eight, played, you know, a few minutes, thirty minutes, whatever. But you know, these guys played ninety minutes. And we were we were walking out. If of you don't leave now,
0: it's gonna. This place is gonna incinerate or what?
1: No, we were walking out of the club at ten thirty, and we're like, "Shit!" Usually, bands start at ten thirty, and now we're walking out. And of course, we went to Cantors after. Yeah, <laughs> Cantors. Cantors is after number show number one.
0: <laughs> Jewish deli number one. You think? <laughs> You think you're only going in there to buy a sandwich, but you're leaving with a sack of cookies. Yeah,
1: Ooh, sack of cookies. Yeah, dude. So, th- I mean, this album was fucking killer. This song rocks. Uh, Jesus Built My Hot Rod is one of the other songs in this album, but I love this song. This is still in one of my favorite mixes. Gets me pumped. Gets me excited. New World Order.
0: I missed, love the, whole, I missed the whole ministry thing. I missed it. I totally missed it. They And just like I've told you before with your what was that band you like Pixie Sticks? The band from Texas, Pixie Sticks? Flicker Stick? Yeah, Flicker Sticks and uh, Pixie Sticks and Ministry and Pixie Sticks. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just fucking grinding your gears, dude. Flicker Stick. Yeah, <laughs> you're no, looking I at, like, I'm looking you're at you like you were to slap me. What the fuck is, is Ministry? Is, I'm going to give you all I'm going to I'm going to give you the list right now. Flicker Stick. Ministry and what were the movies that I said I was going to watch? Uh, Monsters, And there was another one we did on our last Halloween, on our Halloween episode, which was, came out last week. What was it?
1: Halloween Kills?
0: No, it was another episode. Halloween Ends? No, I don't know what it was. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to give you guys a report. ASAP. Yeah. Dude, Ministry, this album kicks a lot of ass, man. Was it Psalm gonna, 69 or I'm something going, like that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to them all. Cool. And you know what? Cool. I'm going to give a report next episode. Next episode. Well, not next episode, but down the line. This is a great record. album. Dude. This is this is killer band. Good stuff, man. Are you
1: ready? Yeah, give me. Let's go for some fun quirky stuff. Do you have any kids? Do, do
0: you have any kids?
1: Are any of them of named Joe? No. Good, because they'd probably be ugly. <laughs> kid Joe. <laughs> 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 All right. You know what? I want to talk about this. Where um, I think this is a band out of San Barbara. Um, my brother was really into them. My brother Matt who's really into them, and he kind of, you know, pushed it forward. And, you know, I remember uh, when I was at KNAC, um, this band came on the phone radio. Phone Fox ended up. Phone Fox ended up. Um, this band uh, was out there, and it was got did you pushed. A, did you have a uniform? No. You have to wear, like, a fox tail?
0: No. When I think of Phone Fox, I think of, like, you all dress up. And people looking at going, that Greg is a sexy <laughs> guy. <laughs>
1: No, man. I did have a following, though. Yeah, follow following. Oh, shit. Yeah. I wish You I- got to beg to get some, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was uh, uh, Facebook at the time back then, or MySpace. There was there. MySpace, dude. At the time? <laughs> Probably. I wasn't, I wasn't on it. Anyways. Um, it was on DOS. Yeah. Uh, um, everything about you, and I think they did a cover of Cats in the Cradle, really took this band to new heights. Um. I don't really think they did anything after that. I think they had one or two albums and kind of fell apart or did something. But I remember this song was pretty big in the '90s. It really was I remember
0: the video of be, being on the beach and stuff. Yeah, like I think this smoke vi- and yeah. stuff. I think that Black the video was
1: was more head forward, and so I think these bands. I don't, I don't want to say one hit and wonder because I told you, kratz in the Cradle, the cover they took it a step above this. But they were known, they were out there. It almost was a joke band, but I don't really want to say it was a joke band. Well, when I first heard them, I kind of, I guess
0: joke band might be the best way to say it. I was yeah. kind of, I didn't take them seriously. I was like, I hate everything about you. It's like, I, it, it did, because it maybe didn't go with the times. Because the times were not fully evolved yet. And it was kind of like, no, we're having fun. We all love each other. We're having fun. Why do you hate somebody? Why is, you know what I mean? The lyrics didn't fit the times. It didn't fit the party times of 92. Because we were f- starting to turn. Yeah. Musically. We, were we turning, had And bro. this is a full turn.
1: And I was like,
0: hmm. Yeah, I can't. But
1: I think they took their, we don't want to play the hair metal and say we're happy. And, but you they know. are. Uh, well, I mean, for the chips, It's not no an alternative. alternative. No. No. But they did it. And, you know, It is for what it was. Here we go. All right. That's it right there, bro. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm ready for to take you to new heights with the next band. Come on, Chris. Dude, don't get Give me it started. To me.
0: Don't get me started, dude. Give it to me. This, by far, is my favorite band of all time.
1: Bullshit. It's my f- one of my favorite and bands and from the that 70s. That is a whole
0: lot of fucking
1: malarkey. Yeah. Uh, this is Kiss. Yeah. Unholy. The album was Revenge, which came out, and it was a darker look for the guys, Um, and it really kicked ass. They took out. They had some great songs. This was one of them and showed it, dude. Bruce Kolick is definitely on point on this album. His
0: guitar licks and his chops are just it, dude. It's He...
1: Is the highlight of this album. He's the highlight of this album. He is the highlight of this yeah. album. This album is called Revenge, and it just kicked ass. To me, there was a lot of good songs mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. from the, this track we're listening to right now, Unholy. There was another one called Spit, which you know they did the cover of um, God Gave Rock and Roll to You. They threw I that on there from the Bill song. and Ted bonus uh, journey. Um, another fun song, Domino, uh, oh, about, yeah. about a curvy girl. Um, and then their ballad. Every you know every time I look at you so and then oh and then they even threw I just wanna so there's a lot of good fun songs on there and they even did a nod to their ex drummer Eric Carr they just threw you know a car jam 1991 yeah Yeah. and so to me this was a great album Um, great tour I think I saw him once on this tour and it was just cool, man. They they, had, they didn't have makeup, but they did a different sound to Kiss. Mm-hmm. It was, you know. Wait, did you say they did have makeup? No, they took. They still didn't put their makeup back on. I was gonna be like, wow, they did. But, but was it good. was a good heavy rock album. This was great, man. And like I said, in the in '92, things were changing. You know, the grunge area was coming up, and some of these bands were coming up. But oh, the established this, dude, they,
0: they still hit number six with this album. Yeah. So it was... Th- this shit was still killing. And for a band that had been around this long and it changed their did sound. Did they go platinum
1: many, or was it just gold? Uh gold. Okay.
0: 500,000.
1: So, you know, even even kiss if they if they weren't hitting gold, they were hitting platinum and, you know, still put every album they did hit gold or platinum, so it's cool. I love it, man. This was great. I can't say enough about this. All right, man. How about an established band coming back together? And rocking and rolling.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I gotta be honest with you, dude. Which I always am with the nation, big talk nation. I'm always honest with you. I 100% missed this album. Right. And when it was on the list of what we were, what Greg wanted to talk about today, I was like, uh, "Dehumanizer, Black Sabbath." Who was the singer then? Then I go look it up. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Ronnie James Dio is singing. I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea. This is so uh, Ozzy Dio uh, Glenn Hughes Glenn I think Hughes. it was And then, and then um, um, The other guy That was The brother of the other guy And then Dio again Yeah Fuck dude I had no idea And then I, so I started listening to it I was like Oh this is good dude Yeah did Like I said Anybody that doesn't think Ronnie Dame- James Dio is one of the top 10 vocalists of all time <laughs> this, needs this to go good. pound sand
1: and take a long walk off a short pier. Listening to Dehumanizer, man. Okay, do you know how this song got a start? was from Wayne's World. Wayne's World, it was in 92. It was released. And we're going to talk about it next episode. But this came from the soundtrack of Wayne's World. So that's how it got some steam. But they released it on Dehumanizer, dude. And just it just just great dude i mean and i think that's where they took it chris is when they this album was considered black sabbath and then the next time they recorded they they did you know what let's change our name a little bit and put it heaven and hell you know so they kind of went from black sabbath to heaven and hell when they returning or released another album but this is a great album dude i mean there's a lot of good songs from it i mean computer god i think is one of the other standout tracks for this album um it just killer dude listen I mean, to
0: that that bass dude bill is yeah. killing it right down on bass yeah dude.
1: really fucking good man i'm
0: definitely gonna have to go back and um listen to this album there's guys that's what i love about doing this show not only doing this show but doing it with you because we might go and you listen to this show and you'll be like oh my god dude chris, chris and greg just <laughs> They're not liking the same stuff. They might be at odds. And you know what? We don't always like the same stuff. But you know what? He's going to tell me stuff that I haven't listened to because you know what? He's smarter than I am. You guys don't know this. He's a lot smart. He's a smart guy. <laughs> and, man, I'm going to listen to all this stuff because I know he knows what is good and what is not. And Thank and, you, Chris. And, and, and I'm definitely going to go back and listen that, to a right. bunch of this stuff for sure. But for now, we're going to go back and listen to Let's listen to some ST, ST, <sighs> Suicidal Tendencies, God, you I'm, know what, go uh, ahead, you go uh, ahead.
1: Okay. This album, and it's very polished, this is called The Art of Rebellion, Suicidal Tendencies, and I was at KNC at the time, so that's how I know a lot of these songs, but dude there's so many good songs on this album. I really, really, really like it. This song we're listening to right now is Gotta Kill, Captain Stupid. And it just fits Suicidal's fun, funky aggression out there. And I love it. I totally dig it. There's some other good songs that they have on this album called Accept My Sacrifice, which is another great song. And Nobody Hears, which is a little slower, but it does have his fun, fun lyrics and beats and shit like that man this was this was fun and they slow it down just a little bit with that called i hate you better and dude there's just some good jams on it now chris when we were chatting earlier chris said he didn't like it. he didn't do this i dig it and he was saying he liked something else he couldn't get into this album but you know for me and my younger brother matt man we really got into this album man and I thought it was really good, so I loved it. I, I can't say enough how, how much, of, especially um, the song. I man. really didn't. So good. Uh,
0: after um, "Lights, Camera, Revolution," I kind of fell off the suicidal tendencies bandwagon. That's fine, man. But I love their debut. Yeah, I love "Join the Army." How I love tomorrow. Um, "Control by Hadrian, "Feel Like Shit," "Lights, Camera, Revolution," and then I just kind of kind of fell off, dude. I that. N- that 90 I mean you can if you guys can kind of tell that 90 to 92 period 91 when we do our 91 episode that's gonna be like kind <laughs> of where I'm sure you really are gonna see it god I really just kind of I don't know if I what was going on there dude we're going to go into the vault
1: right we to go into the vault um right but man you know well, when we when we go into 93 these guys changed their style and went to a band called infectious grooves which meant a little more fun
0: I uh, bought their debut and maybe that had a little to do with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, I bought it and I didn't enjoy as much as I thought or hoped I would. Uh, Do you know how many members have been in Uh, suicidal suicidal
1: tendencies? I'm going to say 12.
0: Okay. Well, right now there's one, two, three, four, five. So besides that, that's five, right? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15,
1: 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, Jesus 35. Jesus Christ, 35? Damn, that's a lot, dude. That's a huge amount. Yeah, dude. That's a lot. That's a rotating door, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, oh, give me yeah. the next band because you know... This band we love. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. Warrant. Love it. Love it. Love it. Dog Eat Dog. You know, there's a lot of good songs from this album, which was. You know, I love Janie Lane. and I can't talk in, enough about the guy, how much I love his lyrics, I love his music style. I, I love him. But songs like... And they did it differently. You know, they changed their sound on some songs. Songs like Machine Gun, Hole in the Wall, April 2031. It it They talk about a nuclear blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andy Hall was right from... They use German singers in the bitter pill um, to a fun, you know, how I'm doing in life called, you know, Hollywood so far so good. It just it's him singing how happy he is about where he's at and living in Hollywood and singing and able to get on stage and and rock everyone to um, ballads like Let It Rain and Sad Teresa, which, you know, they played a long time ago. Back in, in the Plain Jane days, but oh man and this song which i think is the rockin'est song for me it's called inside out i love it man anybody get a chance to hear "Doggy dog dude go go give it go give them a chance dude because this is a good album i love it dude and this is a kick kick ass rock song which they did do live on the previous tour but to me it's just killer and he's so aggressive and angry i love it dude you know
0: um this this band right here, Warrant, may actually be the litmus test for the change in music because in '89, "Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich" came out, right? Two yes. million copies. Then two years later, in, or excuse me, in 1990, late 1990, "Cherry Pie" came out, two million copies. "Dog Dog" came out in '92, five hundred thousand. So this is. One of those bands that definitely was one of the hot bands at the height of the '80s hair band '80s hair rock uh, movement genre, yeah. genre and, and this is kind of showing like people just weren't spending their money on it anymore. I don't know.
1: Yeah, or weren't sure of them, or even the band. I mean, you know, they they went a little more darker. I mean, it was you know sign of the times, dude.
0: I think it was the just. I think it was just what was going on. Great. I love it. I'm sorry. I know you love it and it's good, dude. This it. is great. This is great. Janie Lane is one of the great songwriters of rock. I mean, he is. That's just the way it is. And I don't care what anybody says. I think, I know you feel the same way. He's one of your favorites.
1: I love Janie Lane. I love Warren. Okay, here we go. To the day I die. Woo, yeah. Great white, man. Hell yeah. Old Rose Motel. You know, I was talking to Chris about this. And I was telling him, you know, Great white, another band from the 80s, from that the hair metal genre, which we love, right? Me and Chris just love it. This band is still plugging away. Yes, a little darker. Yes, a little bluesier, Chris, you know, but this album was fucking good. It was another great album from these guys. I don't think it got the heights that, you know, Twice Shy City, but Psycho City was a fucking great album. Um, Psycho City, the song, Old Rose Mattel, which is this one. Another song which I love, Maybe Someday, The Big Goodbye. Love it, man. I, love is a lie. so soft, so tender, so beautiful ballad, which these guys are still pulling out, you know, but it's a little bit bluesier. The album sales probably weren't there. The, the, the big concert arenas maybe not there, but maybe in theaters or bigger clubs. I still loved it. I... There's so much good stuff from Great White and either from past albums or the next albums that come out of it. So much good stuff. I love this band, um, and they played a lot of good stuff, man. I I really love this album, and I'm so glad I can hear it again You know, and remember it from 1992,
0: bro. I I have nothing to add because
1: I've never listened to this album. Yeah. So uh, Greg knows it all. Yeah, Jack Russell to me, I mean, like I said, Blues rock that, you know, they, they t- came from the streets of L.A., you know, playing a certain sound. And they got older. They got a little bit wiser. They got, you know, musicianship took a next step. They really you know, took it up. And this was this is not maybe their best, but it's still good to me and that I loved. Either. I remember Jack Russell, who's a singer of Great White. On I remember they had
0: the shows on like VH1 shit. shit. Yeah. It was all of a sudden it was everything was about the Sunset. It was like a Renaissance era was going on. And Jack Russell on one of these shows, and I'll paraphrase, I'm not going to exactly quote, but I'll paraphrase. What he said, something was like this. Well, at the end of the night, did you want... Basically, all these rock stars were living with their girlfriends or basically homeless, trying to make it. You had a little couple bucks. Did you want to spend it on food and be full? Or spend it on beer and be full and drunk? It was an easy choice. (laughs) So, you know, they were spending it on liquor, dude. That's... That's one of my favorite quotes from that time. Nice. Love it, love it. All right. Let's go.
1: Ooh.
0: I'm not going to lie dude. The band that made New Jersey famous, and also their best album is named
1: after that state, Bon Jovi. <laughs> All right, in 92, Bon Jovi came out with Keep the Faith, which I thought was a good song. And the bass player, Alex Such, this was his last lot, album yeah. with the band. Um, there was a lot of good songs. If you're a Bon Jovi fan, you probably enjoyed it. But to me, this was a really good song. It's called "Fear." I thought it was rocking. Um, you know, a little more edgier than you know "Keep the Faith" and "Dry Country" and "Women in Love." But this was really good song. I loved it. This is my favorite song from this album. That's why I picked it to be on the playlist. Today. You know,
0: you know, you. I saw the playlist you set. Me, excuse me. And uh, so I listened to this album. And something struck me. This album is a big difference from anything they'd done before this. This album, I think that, you know, everything they had done up to New Jersey was, you know, a party album. Have fun. New Jersey became a little more storytelling. Although on Slippery When Wet, you know, with with, um, Living on a Prayer and stuff, there was a lot of storytelling. But this album, to me when you listen to it from the beginning, it's very introspre- introspective. Really um, looking at their lives and kind of analyzing what's going on in more in-depth and more, in depth and more um, not just party anthems and party songs. I mean, I Believe, Keep the Faith, They'll Sleep When I'm Dead, In These Arms, Better row. I mean, you just listen to those first four songs right there, it's like, it's all about love or... I'm going to do this now. I'm not going to wait till later. I wish you were here. Very introspective, maybe looking back with regrets, writing about the way they wish things would have been or could be. And I really enjoy this album because that's kind of how the way I look at it is more of like a retrospective or or, or looking into themselves and writing in that way of like, God, these are things I want to write about because these are things I wish would have happened or I wish they could be this way. And that's kind of how I look at this album. I really do.
1: Yeah, I was still holding my Bon Jovi flag when this album came out. Um, loved it. Um, there's a special place in my heart for it. So, you know, times were changing, Chris. And obviously, you know, starting with Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots, you could tell the way the music was going towards that way. And these bands are still, you know, plugging forward. So I loved Bon Jovi. I loved this album at the time. So Two
0: times platinum. People are still buying it. People are on the boat with you, dude. Yeah, man. The Bon Jovi boat. The party boat. There we go. All right, give me the
1: next band, and we're taking it to New Heights. Oh, yeah. Bring it out, man. Pantera. Pantera. I love Pantera, dude. Yeah, dude, I love them. Um, this album was a fucking kick-ass shove it in my face. You know, knock me on the floor, and I'll stand up again. Oh, in yeah. Aggression.
0: Vulgar display of power. This is the, one of the, the songs of it, Walk. It's one of the singles. The, the cover, they actually had someone actually get punched. Yeah. In. Is, it's, if you've seen the cover, someone's getting punched. It's actually a real punch. February twenty fifth, 1992, dude. This album is super killer, dude. Two times platinum. Come on, dude. Mouth of War, the leading right? song on this on this album is just killer, dude. It's, it's so good. It
1: rips your face off yeah. and keeps Fucking giving
0: Dying Daryl has definitely stepped it up a notch on this album he
1: from mouth of war dude a new level I mean yeah. that's how you have to look at this album a new level a new yeah. heights I mean I love this song we're playing walk right now but you know um in our ECW talk um, Rob Van Dam would come out with this song yeah. and it just was killer I mean it's an anthem it's an it's just killer I mean other songs on this album fucking hostile this
0: love dude this, right? this love, love
1: i mean is, still today everybody i mean
0: that's one of the well it was
1: yeah one of the staples
0: of their of their concerts but man pantera is just from texas dude they are just um this band definitely redefined the genre of metal a definitely uh, an influential band uh if you guys don't listen to these guys you need to yeah
1: please you know what um and Dimebag was a guitar hero in my oh, yeah. in He's my a- eyes, dude. I mean, in, in the '90s, guitar heroes were fading away, but this guy still pulled the shit out and fucking yeah. cranked it. And all the kids in that wanted to listen to the aggression music in the '90s, they wanted to be like Dimebag. So they stayed away a little bit from the Eddies, stayed a little bit from Randy Rhodes, but then they were growing up and oh, I want to hear fucking Dimebag Daryl. Yes, crank it. I agree. Fucking good, dude Everything you just said I agree with I agree with And I couldn't have said it better This is a killer album, man Yeah Buy it, rip it off And play it loud Wait Do what? Rip it off? Are you saying Rip it off I rip it off the the vinyl Rip it off the fucking No, it's just so aggressive You just want to fucking I think I meant rip
0: it off From retailers
1: (laughs) There's not Dude Only What are you going to do? Download it? You're going to rip it off As a download? (laughs) Come on, Chris Rip it off as a, you know, it's just so, I meant it as an aggression. Rip it off. Argh, argh, like that.
0: I, I've just, wow, i never seen that out of you, dude. Oh, turn me on a little
1: bit. Don't miss the solo. Be in the cool. solo. Yeah, ripping. One more.
0: Greg is air guitaring <laughs> like you've never seen before. Look at him go. There he goes. Look at the fingers. Yeah.
1: All
0: right. Let's go. Let's move on. That was <laughs> Panther. Let's go.
1: Motorhead. You know what, dude? I'll, I'll give you this, man. In the night. Motorhead. Some people don't really. I don't know. I, is it because Motorhead's been plugging away, plugging away, plugging away since the seventies, the eighties? Well, me and you it had just, a just... me
0: and you had not not a s- necessarily conversation, but I told you, God, Greg, I think Motorhead might be overrated. And you said to me, and you put it perfectly, where you said, you know what? And I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact quote. Yeah, code. Chris, Motorhead isn't known for their singles and their hits and being these amazing, you know things coming out they're known more for their legacy they were a band that has been doing it and and holding the flag for rock and roll and metal for 30 years and bands just don't do that anymore and that's why they are motorhead and that's why lemmy is lemmy because he was the one holding the flag and his band was the one behind him and that's basically really why motorhead is the greatness that they are you go listen to their songs it's they don't have Huge and tons of these songs are like these are amazing. But you know what they have they have a lot of good songs, a lot of great songs. And every once in a while on an album you get these nuggets that are like, wow, this is fucking awesome. They have fucking longevity. Yeah. Just fucking say it right, Chris. And that's what I'm saying. Legacy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. longevity. Legacy. I said 30 years. That's pretty fucking long. <laughs> um but yeah, dude, uh Motorhead, dude, they they I
1: guess yeah, they can't yeah. do anything wrong. Yeah, this album called March or Die. You know, uh, they did a cover of Cat Scratch Fever. There's a a Jack the Ripper, Hellraiser, which is this one. And, um, you know, just killer stuff. I mean, it's a Motorhead album. If you love Motorhead, you'll love this. If not, you know, there's always another one. All right, let's go. Yeah. Yes, totally killer. Um, Extreme. I'll give you this. I thought their debut album was good. Their next album... Pornography. I, I really, lo- really, really, really took it. I seems. love their debut album. I love that I album. I did too. This album, they went a little artistically different, but it was still good, you know? It was uh three sides to every story, which mm-hmm. is if mm-hmm. if you look at it in life, that's a really good, fun way to look at, you know, three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. That's yeah, that's how you want things to go. Good band. Nuno, I thought was a great guitarist. Oh, very, very flashy he is a great and, and, and guitarist, dude. still great. There's a he lot comes, of he comes songs. out
0: of that Eddie Van Halen school, right? Kinda, you know, he's got a right. smooth sound with great solos. Um, yeah, dude, this this album was killer, dude. This album was killer. Um, it's almost like just a continuation of the first two. Dude. I just,
1: I thought that these guys got pigeon tone in that more than soft words ballady things, but there was so much more yep. than the ballad that more than words. Um, this album, great, dude. Uh, Warheads, you know, Rest in Peace with just, you know, something great. You know, Tragic Comic was another good one, dude. Uh, when you get a chance, if, if you kind of care about Extreme, and you know what? I want to say within the next 20, 30 episodes, me and Chris, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about Extreme oh, because yeah. I think they're really great. And we'll talk I about so these three too. albums because they're a really good We'll get band, to them eh? in, in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we will. we're headed
0: there, guys. We're yeah, headed there. We're halfway the, through the fifties the, almost.
1: The, they're on our list, but we'll get it. We'll get a chance to talk about them. And we both think these are great albums. Um, it's cool. I think they're really good, man. Rick so, songs, guitar solo. Yeah. Oh no, I missed it by a verse. Sorry. It's okay, but still, good songwriting, good style. Nuno was great. Gary's great. The, the the rest of the guys, they're really good. They kept a, a good tight backbone backbeat. A lot of good things I could say about this band, but we're gonna move on. But really good from the. From there we extreme. go. All right, this that this last band, I'll bring it up. It's called Heavy Bones. Um, not a lot of known. My my brother was one of them that reminded me about this um, song. Um, good song, dude. Um, the singer came from another band, uh, and it just uh, Frankie Benelli, I think, was drumming at the time for this. Good stuff, dude. I mean, it, yeah. Um, who was who was the singer, who was the guitarist man that I love? Yeah, Frankie Benelli, Gary Howie, who was more of an instrumental guitarist, surfer surfer style guitarist. Okay, he decided to help these guys out, and you know they made an album. And for what it was worth, in the nineties, this was a cool, fun rock song, and I totally loved it, dude. You know.
0: It's all right. It's all right.
1: This was the best song out of it, dude.
0: I, I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to have to, and I know we're running up against it. I'm going to have to play one more song by cool. one more band. One more song. Good. Give it to me. Damn Yankees. <laughs> Damn Yankees! Yeah, don't tread on, uh, dude. I love this song, dude.
1: Oh, dude. Super Ted group.
0: Nugent is just so. This is a basically uh, a supergroup that came out of how many bands? Three. Uh, yeah, three. You got uh, Sticks, Night Ranger, and then uh, uh, Ted Nugent himself. Yeah. Um, man, dude, so they only did two albums, and this was their second one. Um, good lord, dude. I love these guys are good, dude, because I remember when the- their first album was really good, you know, they had the, you know, uh, uh, you know, four or five singles yeah. off that one. Then they came out with this, they kind of stepped up their sound a little bit, stepped up their you know, rock it a little bit more. But man, this lead off track of this one was just killer, cool. dude. Don't Tread On Me, I love it, dude.
1: Awesome dude I, you're right about this man this was the first album was
0: really good so yeah, it was Tommy Shaw, Ted Nugent, Jack Blades, and then and, and, uh, um, Michael Carlone on drums and man this is fun killer good
1: yeah I, I gotta say it I got this is on my gym mix bro yeah'm nice <laughs> <All right. laughs> <All right. laughs> love nice. it
0: dude hey guys remember you can always. Get a hold of us on instagram and tiktok bigtalkcg.podcast both places guys bigtalkcg at gmail.com at bigtalkcg on twitter reach out dm like don't like watch us dude we're putting stuff out there most of all we want you guys to listen to the podcast yeah we're, we're, we're entertaining. We're funny motherfuckers. But come back. Let's listen to the podcast together,
1: guys. We want to hear from the nation. There you go. Hey, don't forget, I know we only touched up more of rock in the in 92, but there was a lot of good hip-hop that was handed out. A lot of good pop songs that were out there. And you know what? If you requested enough, maybe we'll do another episode and we'll touch up on all of those fun stuff. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean we touch up on rock because you know we we, we want to waste your time for an hour or we so we could talk
0: about Whitney Houston yeah we could talk about we could talk Todd. about
1: LL Cool J oh
0: yeah we could talk about <laughs> all that stuff
1: we could talk about boys to men and all that good <laughs> fun stuff but you know what we're going to save that for another episode down the future maybe in the hundreds we'll probably if do that if enough people of stuff. want it you guys yeah, let us know if you want it anyways from big talk with Chris and Greg podcast See ya!